You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. It's time for American RVer. On this show, Peg talks about a great hobby for an RVer, quilling. She gives you an idea of what quilling is, and then a quick tutorial on putting together a project. Next on our RV Tips and Tricks segment, Ron Jones educates us on the different RV gatherings you've heard about. It's a fun show, so stay tuned. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. Now it's a little bit different show this time because I wanted to introduce you to one of the things that I absolutely love to do. Now before we moved into our RV, I was a quilter and I enjoyed that immensely. But I felt like it was too much to bring with me in the RV so I gave away my sewing machine, I know, gasp, and I gave away all my fabric and then I started quilling. Now quilling gives that creative outlet without all of that fabric and all of that material that you need to make a project. You can make simple things, you can make more complex things. Really the best way to get started is just to go ahead and get a beginner's quiller quilling kit. And you can get them at Hobby Lobby. Now Michaels doesn't have quilling supplies, although they have scrapbooking papers and I use that for all of my backgrounds. Hobby Lobby had the basic quilling kit. And what you get in that is your basic tools. You've got a ruler with some different size holes in it. You get a pointed tool. You get the actual quilling tool, which has a little bit of a um, opening in the middle that you put the paper through. Quilling is really twisting and turning paper to create shapes. And you get a great pair of tweezers. Everybody needs tweezers. These are really sharp and pointed. Scissors, I had my own, and of course they give you an instruction book, and they give you some projects to start with. Now, when you look at the shapes of uh, the paper that you're going to make, you can make, you know, a teardrop shape, a marquee, triangle, rectangle, square, diamond, half circle, all kinds of scrolls and hearts, and this basic instruction book is going to tell you how to get started. And I started with some very simple projects and some of those that were in this quilling book itself. And I'll show you a couple of those and then what I'd like to do is show you some of the things that I've made since then because I've been quilling for about three years. And the nice thing is I can do it while I'm watching TV so I don't fall asleep in my favorite show. I actually have my hands busy and it doesn't take up all that much space and so it, it makes it very easy and it's a great thing for an RV. When I first started quilling, I was uh, in the fall season, and so I started with Christmas-type ornaments. Um, my dear husband brought, bought me um, some quilling kits, and those are also well available for you, and he got me the snowflake kit. So there are a variety of snowflakes, you know, and every snowflake is different, so you can just have fun with that. And it does give you the actual directions, you know, how long each strip of paper should be, what size the circle should be, what that shape is going to be, how to glue them together. And really the only thing you're using to glue them together is good old white Elmer's glue or whatever brand white glue because it dries clear. So that's the best thing. 
The only other tools that I use are straight pins. Yes, I kept those from my quilting days. And then also I have a cork board and that's going to help me put my pieces together. And what I did with my cork board, and I do this for my more complex projects, is I go ahead and put wax paper on the top side of it so when I'm gluing it doesn't glue to the cork. But yet if I have a project like this that I want to recreate, maybe in some different colors, I can use that as a template just by putting that underneath of my wax paper. I can still see it and that will help me get my shapes and my sizes. So that's something you can graduate to, but you really need to start off with something simple. And of course, beyond this, once you've created your project, you're gonna to wanna to go and get some nice pretty background paper and some shadow boxes to frame them just to keep them safe and out of the dust and all of that. They make excellent gifts, whether it's for holiday, baby shower, birthday, Easter, Valentine's Day, any of the major holidays, and people really do appreciate a handcrafted gift. So any of you that are um, scrapbookers, this is the perfect addition to scrapbooking. If it's something you've not ever tried before, give it a try, see if you like it. So as I said before, I've made some very simple things to start. I made some really great gift cards, uh, little candles and holly, the snowflakes, Christmas trees, all of that. What I thought I'd like to do is show you a couple of more kits that my husband got me. One was called Under the Sea and it's sort of all aquatic under the sea life. And we're gonna go ahead and make a crab today so you can just see how it works. I did make this really beautiful butterfly and this particular kit, they gave me the actual directions just in a typewritten sheet, but it tell, again told me how long each of those pieces needed to be and how to create those exact shapes. Once you have the basics down, you can do just about anything. Here's another one that I made which is really colorful and fun. It's just a, a fish for under the sea and really, really came out great. Now one thing is I give most of my stuff away. So I take pictures of them so I can remember what they were and how much fun I had making them and it kind of takes a long time. So don't think you're gonna do this in two hours. You might look at 20 hours for a more complex project. But it is a lot of fun and like I say, it keeps me awake when I'm watching TV at night. So let's go ahead and take a look at this um, crab and see how we make that. And I don't know how well you can see it, but it's this little one right here in the bottom corner of this little booklet. And again, when you get a, a kit like this, it gives you all the paper that you need. So you've got the right colors and everything. And so you have from start to finish everything that you need. When you're going to go beyond the basics, you just go online, go to Pinterest there are, and type in quilling. It is unbelievable the things that you will see out there. And then of course there are several places online that you can buy um, paper. It usually comes in a package. You can pick your greens or blues. You can pick your reds and you can pick your purples. You can get multiple colors. You can get just individual colors. If you're going to do something at Christmas time and you want lots of red and white and green, just pick those individual colors. I find that I save everything, even the tiniest little scrap, because I might need that for another project in the future. Of course, that's me and I did that with fabric as well. So that has carried through. Okay, let's take a look at this little crab. 
it says that I'm going to need a body which uh, is 18 inches long and I'm going to make an orange loose circle size one. So if you look at my circle sizer, here's zero, here's one, two, three, four, five. So I'm going to make a circle that is this size using an 18 inch piece of orange paper. So my, I have inches and millimeters both on this ruler. There's six, 12, 18. It does not have to be an exact science. Any little kind of scissors like this, and in fact, what they really recommend instead of using scissors is just to tear the paper because it gives it a softer edge. I just use the scissors. So now I'm taking my quilling tool and I'm going to take the end of the paper, stick it into the slot, and then just start turning. So I'm basically going to make this big circle, that's really a little circle, out of this full 18 inches. I'm going to put it into my circle number one and just let it expand. Almost there. And depending on how tightly or how loosely you, you um, twirl that paper will determine how tight or how loose that swirl is. So I've put it inside my number one and I know it's a little difficult to see because my big fingers are in the way. But you're just going to put it in there until you get the right size. If you want to follow that pattern exactly, if not, you know, make it bigger. It's okay. It's your project. You can do what you want to. Now what I'm doing with my glue is I'm just going to put a little puddle of glue on this paper. I'm just going to use my pointed tool to get a little bit of glue on the end. And you really do not want to use a lot of glue. You want it to have just a little bit so it, so it dries very quickly. I just put a little dab of glue at the end of that circle. I'm going to let it sit there for a little while and that's the body of the crab. The next thing I'm going to need are arms and they are six inches and they're going to be curved teardrops. So what that's going to do, let me go ahead and get six inches of my orange and I need two of them because there's two arms on a crab. There is one so you can just rip it in half. You don't really have to cut it. And there's two. Same thing. I'm going to twirl those into a circle and it says here that I want to make those loose circles size five. And you know zero is the biggest circle and five, six is the smallest circle. So I go ahead and just let that loosen up inside the circle number five. I let it loosen up too much so you know what if something happens and you need to recurl it it's okay. You can do that. There's my number five and it seems really tiny to me but that's okay. Again just a little dab of glue at the end to hold that in place. And you can either use uh, your finger to hold that in place or you can, oh I let it go, um, you can just use the end of the quilling tool to just press it in until, it, until it's done gluing. And again it, it should take a matter of seconds to glue that into place. Okay, I'm going to make a couple more of those and then I'm going to make a couple of claws. And once I've got that all quilled, then I'll come back and I'll show you how we're going to assemble the whole crab. Crab, sorry. Okay, I have all my circles made and what I want to do is show you how I made some shapes out of those. 
I took that round circle and I pinched the edges to create the marquee and that's going to be the body of the crab and while I'm doing this uh, if you want to take a look at some of the things that I've made in the last three years it's been really fun to um, take my creative juices and make pictures and wedding gifts and all of that and you don't have to use just circles you can make flowers I've made poppies you're using different techniques to create different styles in fact I made something that looked like a a dandelion and that's worked really well so um, in order to make my uh, arm I'm just going to squeeze one end of it and push it a little bit and now I've got something that looks like this and that becomes my arm and then what I'm going to do for the claw is I'm going to take my circle and oh and I lost it that can happen so just get your nice tweezers out there you're just going to it's hard for to see this I know but basically my claw looks like this so that's going to go on there and then I've got two legs on the bottom and I'm just doing a teardrop for those very easy and then I'm going to glue them all together so I've got four little teardrop legs got my two arms got my two claws and the eyes what I did is I took some black paper and rolled that up uh, actually attached it to the orange then rolled them together so when we're all done, you're going to see this great little crab. So let me go ahead and glue those together. And again, I'm just using that white glue, and I'm just going to use a little bit at a time. All right, I've glued this little crab together. So let's take a look at what it looks like. I'm going to put it on a nice bright background so you can see it. And see, that was just a fun little project to do. And again, you can do this. It might be good for kids to work with them, grandchildren. Um, just a fun craft project for while you're in your RV. Now I keep a variety of papers in stock for my backgrounds. Uh, one thing I want to caution you about with the paper for the quilling is you want a thin paper. I've got kind of a hard cardstock here. That's not make, going to make a good quilling turning kind of paper, but it does make a good background. So that's it for this quilling segment on American RVer. Stay tuned. Ron Jones is up next with tips and tricks. Have you been waiting for prices to come down on LED lighting so you can purchase some for your RV? Wait no longer. American RVer has G4 style puck lamp replacements for just $5.95 each, shipping included. Go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the link in the lower right corner of the homepage to order. Let me take a minute to uh, to to explain the various types of RV gatherings that uh, that are very common, uh, RVers uh, all over the nation, all over the, all over the world attend these. One's called a rally, one is called a caravan, and the other is called an RV show. But let me let me explain the subtle differences in these. An RV show is where uh, a group of vendors have shown up, RV dealers and so forth, and they're selling products. You attend the show, what you have to do is, uh, is come in, buy a ticket, they let you in, that allows you to look at maybe a whole variety of different RVs for sale, also accessories, there'll be vendors there and so forth. So you spend the day shopping. Um, you, can, you can buy there, you can look there. Uh, it's very much worthwhile effort if you wanna see a variety of dealers in one place. Some of the shows are giant. For example, the largest in the nation is a Hershey, Pennsylvania RV show, which takes place in September of every year. 
at the Hershey Show in, in this year in, in 2013, they had over 44,000 people attend that show in a five-day period. So, so it's a huge show with over 1,200 RVs that you could literally walk into every one of them. Now, another type of gathering is called a rally. And a rally's put on by any number of groups. Um, you can have a manufacturer's rally. Uh, that is, all the manufacturer of a certain brand of, of RV may put on a rally. Uh, some of the organizations, the RV organizations, Good Sam, FMCA, Escapees, they'll put on their rallies. Uh, some states' uh, organizations will put on their state rally. Even local clubs will put on rallies. This is just a gathering of RVers that come in. Uh, quite often, there'll be a, a small program uh, that's been set up. They may offer seminars. Uh, they may just get together for fun and games. Uh, there's everything from uh, Habitat Humanities uh, to, uh, to uh, brand names of RVs. The third type of gathering is called a caravan. A caravan's actually broken into, let's call it, two different areas. One, you pay the fee, oh, the caravans are commercial, you pay the fee, that allows you to get with the group and you travel with the group to certain destinations. Uh, there's, there's caravans to all over the place, there's uh, caravans to Alaska, there's caravans to Newfoundland and so forth. So you travel with a group on their schedule. The second type of caravan is I call an RV tour. That's the type where you meet the rest of the caravan at a particular location and stay there. Two examples of this are the, uh, the uh, Rose Parade out of Pasadena. You arrive in Pasadena, you, you park with the rest of the caravan, they take you around and, and show you the place and get you seats for the parade and all that stuff. But you don't go any place in your RV. And the Albuquerque uh, Balloon Festival is a second place like that. You meet there. And if you're a new RVer, I suggest you, you try all of these. They're worth it, they're worthwhile and so forth. And you'll meet people, have a good time and enjoy it. Thank you.